0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito
1: to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three Stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See
0: official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Whoa, well, he has trouble with the snap. And the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. In the big house. I don't know. You know, we've done it eight times. (laughs) We've done it eight times. So, you know, I don't know why there's a lot of doubt. You know, we'll do it again. And welcome to another edition of The Only Podcast. I am your co-host, Austin Smith, joined as always by your other co-host, John Kirby. You can find us on Twitter at ACSmith06 and at John underscore Kirby. As always, follow the mothership at The Only Colors. Uh, I mean... I feel like this deserves some type of like special entrance, but I'm so distracted at the thought that it's only Tuesday right now that I can't really get it out. John, it's a it's a big week.
1: It is, but I want to not lose sight of what we did last week because it was important. Ground me, make this week matter a lot more.
0: Good point. We'll get to that. So yeah, let's concentrate on what happened. Uh, Hey guys, did you have fun on Saturday? Before know. the last two minutes, I didn't either.
1: Full meltdown.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was uh, something else in case you're living, I, I don't know, in space. Uh, in ca- in which case, hit, you, hit me on Twitter because we got some questions. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> uh, Michigan State went to Happy Valley and won a game that, I don't know, neither of us thought they were going to win.
1: I would say, in all seriousness, you play that game in Happy Valley with that roster 20 times, still one win.
0: Yeah, I don't really – I don't disagree. I mean, I so just to just to quickly recap, you know, Michigan State went in and beat Penn State, uh, number eight ranked Penn State, um, 21-17. Penn State, I mean, we laid it out last week just how big of a mountain this looked like. But from the Penn State side – coming off a bye week, coming off of a really tough loss at home where they collapsed.
1: And they hung, though, with a really good team.
0: Right. They should have beaten Ohio State, who looks to be one of the best teams in the country, um, lost in the very end. And you would have thought coming out of that, hosting a Michigan State team, coming off of a... Double-digit loss at home. Disastrous loss. I mean, a disastrous loss at home to... uh, Northwestern coming in without six offensive starters and still down their punter and still down their, maybe their best corner. I mean, if you look at this on paper, it it should have been a bloodbath. I mean, I saw predictions that were saying something like 42, 17, like pretty consistently across the board. And frankly, I didn't really disagree with any of them, but. um, You know who made money? Vegas. Vegas. Shocking.
1: Well, yeah. Not good for cool. those guys. We it sounded cooler. Don't you feel? <laughs> don't you feel yeah.
0: good for them? Finally caught a break.
1: Finally.
0: Oh man, someone's looking out for Vegas. But this game really was um, pretty awful to watch, in my opinion. Like from an offensive standpoint, from an, from an offensive standpoint on either side of the ball. Like it really, in, in many ways, both real and sort of just like. Like qualitative and quantitative reminded me personally a lot of when Michigan State went and beat Ohio State on the mm-hmm. road um, with Tyler O'Connor and Damian Terry splitting wraps at quarterback. Obviously more injuries in this one, but not at that key position of quarterback. Um, just like in that game, the defense came and absolutely answered the bell. I mean, they gave up two big ones in this game, but John, that's going to happen. But wouldn't you say that this I mean, what do you say about this defense now?
1: I mean, you know, it's, and not to toot our own horn, but let's, let's do it. Toot, toot. The only way that we kind of thought that Michigan State could win is if they had just a little bit of success on the ground, because it was going to make possessions last longer. And and really limit the amount of possessions for both teams. And that was our strength. So strength. So and then when push came to shove, when Trace had to make throws or when short yardage situations, they were just going to try and jumbo their way through it. They just couldn't do it. Right. And that was so perfect for us. And I can't help but wonder if a same formula would help us this coming weekend. But we'll get to that.
0: Yeah, I I, th- I think when you talk about what Michigan State had to have happen both offensively and defensively, you know, defensively. They had to keep. They had to make Trace McSorley be a quarterback, a true quarterback, a pocket passer, and in order to do that, they had to slow Miles Sanders down. With the exception of two big runs, which were the two biggest runs Michigan State has let up all season, Um, they did that. (laughs) They did that really well.
1: And you know what? It was odd because showed us Joe Bushy is human. He's not a computer. He was. The reason that the first big game happened.
0: Yeah, big time. He picked the, it was funny watching it, you're so used to Joe Bocce making the right decision in that moment. But there were two gaps that Sanders could have gone through realistically. Mm-hmm. He could have cut to the outside or he could have gone right up the middle. And Bocce and came picked the right side. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess if you're the running back, you picked the right side and left the middle wide open. Any other time, you want to make that running back bounce outside? It was the rare misstep. Yeah, it just didn't happen a lot. And then on the second touchdown run, which was,
1: listen, that was credit to
0: Miles Sanders, that was Holy a hell of a run. That
1: was the run we were waiting to have happen to us with Saquon the last two years. Yeah. That didn't happen. And
0: that was sort of the one where you're almost like, okay, this might, you know, that might be it. There he
1: is. There's the five-star. Right, and
0: it's not all on Joe Bocci there. No. Because five, five other people missed miss. a tackle. But um, he came in just undisciplined. Threw his shoulder, shoulder into, into Sanders. And Sanders is another, like, big dude mm-hmm. with those big ass thighs. He's, the, the squat offs between him and Barkley that last year must have been like pay-per-view.
1: They just kind of had to wait till everyone else was done in the weight room because right. they needed all the 40 needed li- <laughs> Need them all. Um,
0: We're going to need the rest of them. Uh, yeah, it was. So he came in with that, that low shoulder and, and it's crazy to think, but that's, you know, that's the reason that your two big plays happen. Wasn't a ton of big. They did a great job, honestly, of limiting KJ Hamler. I mean, which is
1: that dude, impressive
0: considering some of the stuff he's put on tape this year.
1: Absolutely, uh, including on kickoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, so not just uh, you know on the defensive side of the, the ball for Michigan State, and then you know the other piece is uh, you know Michigan State won the time of possession big time. And like when, <laughs> that, that is the formula. That the only way when you're kind of outgunned and outmanned is to just kind of trickle that clock, right? And just... And you shorten the game. You you have to. And there were 17 punts in this game. Very Mm -hmm. big. Just the biggest.
0: And let's shout out Tyler Hunt.
1: Shout out Tyler Hunt. you, You made a point to me. It's kind of shocking we haven't noticed... I'm not saying Tyler Hunt is performing at the level that Jake Hartberger could have, but it's close enough where it's not been disastrous. Well, like good even.
0: We've seen disaster punting situations yes. before. This is fine. Nothing. I mean,
1: and 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 to think about this kid. I mean, it's one thing to do it against Central Michigan at home. Mm-hmm. It's another when it's a tight ball game. And there are 108,000 people going nuts. I'm just really impressed.
0: Right, and for good reason. So just to quickly go back to Miles Sanders. So he ended up in this game, just to to give the running rush defense even more credit, he ended up with 162 yards in this game. By far. That's more than any other team's had against Michigan State combined. Combined. but he had one of those runs, was for 78, and I want to say one of the others. I'm trying to find it right now. I believe one of the others was for 40-something. It was the touchdown, I believe, yeah. right? Uh, no, this – oh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, 48. So, 48 – all right, here we go, guys. The math corner. 48 plus 78 is – More than enough. 116. So, everyone
1: Kind of? So, everyone else – you know, every other carry was bottled. So, you know, we have to give credit to the –
0: Calculator, here we go. Oh, Sorry, right, go right. ahead. No, no, no. This is going to take me a while.
1: So, uh, you know, and then on the flip side, the I think the biggest piece and the biggest surprise was that Trace McSorley only had 192 yards passing, and that had long been, you know, the sieve of our defense. Yeah. And they really answered the call. You know, K.J. Hamler had five receptions for 66 yards. He had the one touchdown pass on a slant, one-on-one for a true freshman. It's going to happen. And then, you know, everyone else was essentially shut down. You know, not one other person had more than uh, three receptions. So,
0: so Miles Sanders has a 78-yard touchdown run, or a 78-yard run, a 48-yard touchdown run on two carries. His other 15 went for 36.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's part that's of the course. 2.4 S- yards. Unfortunately, um, those two runs did happen, and they can't happen again. Uh, against a team like Michigan, who isn't quite as good at running the ball as uh, Penn State, but they're pretty close and as committed.
0: Well, and we'll talk about, I think there's a, a pretty sizable difference in the way that they do it as well, um, which we'll get into in a little bit. So that's the, that's a lot about the defense. I thought the defense overall, I mean, you hold a team like Penn State to 17 points. It kind of says a lot of the story uh, on its own. Offensively, I mean... The, I have a very hot take about this game. Do it. So, first of all, as everybody knows, they came in down Cody White, uh, down Daryl Stewart, down Jalen Nealer, three of your top four wideouts. Still have Felton Davis. Turns out that's enough. Um, and then during the game, your fifth wide receiver, Cam Chambers, seemingly breaks his hand.
1: He, he was wearing a club.
0: Yeah, he had basically a club on his hand. And we threw to him. Uh, and he caught a ball. Loreste Nelson. Gets hurt at the very end of the game after making some big plays. Again, we'll shout him out too. Made some big – these guys stepped up when they needed to. But, I mean, you're talking about – on on the only colors that used to be this running joke of the angry MSU offensive line hating God. Mm-hmm. He's apparently got a fetish for wideouts this year because he has de- decimated the depth chart, which will be a big key going into this week. But the lack of wideouts clearly affected Brian Lewerke.
1: Of course. I mean, he. I'm, listen, everyone wants to get mad or cranky about Brandon Sowards. This kid is doing his – I mean, I'm not going to offend the kid he's on scholarship. He's doing his best. Okay, He's it's a he, fifth-year walk-on. We should – the guys that should be out there, when Lewerke throws it to him, they're not thrown to a 5'10 kid. He's thrown to, you know, other athletes. Well, listen, he had two kids in Tuggy Jack, Tuggy, uh, Tristan Jackson and
0: Hunter Ryzen both transfer those are. This is where your depth is supposed to be, mm-hmm. and really, it is still a pretty deep group after what we saw out of Loras Nelson and For and show. Cam Chambers both actually played. You know, showed themselves pretty well when they were playing. Um, Chambers made a great over the shoulder catch uh, from Connor, Dude. just star of the show. But anyways, let me ju- jump back real quick. Great throw. Lowryki was clearly affected. By a lack of trust in his receivers, I think Salworth dropped four or five passes. Mm-hmm. He hit His pick in this game went off of Cam Chambers'
1: club. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, go ahead. I just wanted that, my hot take: Cole Chewin saved the game on that interception. By making that tackle, shoestring tackle. That dude, that DB scores as he should have on that play, and an offensive tackle should not, in any situation, be shoestringing you it's 21 to 7 I have a really hard time seeing yeah it's probably a ball game Colt you shout out yeah keep going wide my hot
0: take is that if the wide receivers are healthy and again this is a what-if
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I, I mean I think Michigan State wins this game by 10 to 14 points if all the wide eyes are healthy wow. Cody. I mean I'm just saying it. This tends to happen. When you lose those players, you realize, holy crap, those guys are really good. Even for guys like Daryl Stewart, who are on-again, off-again playmakers. Even for guys like Jalen Naylor, who have really had two games where they've been stars. Mm -hmm. When you really get down to the bottom of this barrel and guys just don't look comfortable out there. We saw C.J. Hayes out there. We
1: saw C.J. Hayes on the last drive celebrating uh, uh, LaRess Nelson's catch. Instead of being like, okay, we need a line back right. up. He's exactly. so used to celebrating right. plays because he's on the sideline all the time. I mean, that is where where what's
0: well, right. It's awareness. I mean, it's like this, these are guys that were never supposed to be playing this year. This I mean, year, Andre Welch got out there. I mean, like, I think with a healthy group of receivers, you've got a more accurate Lewerke. You've got... I mean, I really thought that Lewerke did not play all that well. Really, until the very end. I even... I didn't really think he played that well until the very end. He, uh, he kind of kept MS... – listen, he was running for his life a lot on this mm-hmm. game, and his receivers were okay, not how many helping
1: drops, him. How many, you know, when that happens.
0: But I, I think with a, with a everybody healthy, I think Michigan State was clearly the better team in this game, if Look. that's the case. Now, that wasn't the case, obviously, but shout-out to Lewerke for coming up big in big moments. I hope that he can – well, I hope a couple things happen and that he gets a little healthier receiving core this week and he can use this game. I really think that this has the opportunity. If you can carry this into this week and and repeat a performance like this, I mean, you're, you, you have a lot of conversations that are on the table.
1: Yeah. It's a a really good thought.
0: We have to talk about, um, so we got opened up the mailbag today. Got a, Couple of actually a lot of questions. We're going to kind of intermix them throughout the pod here. Uh, Joe Firstel um, said he wants at least five minutes breaking down the fade of the defensive tackle. I have one question for you, Joe. Are you trying to kill me?
1: Joe, do you? How about instead I just for five minutes bang my head against the table and uh, you listen to that?
0: I could just leave this podcast silent
1: for the next five minutes and you would pretty much get my my emotions on on the matter. I'm mad. I was mad offline watching. I'm mad online <laughs> and here. Here's the only thing I'll say about it. I did see a lot of people jumping in with the opinion that them's the breaks, no, you know. And when you when you get little giants in mousetrap, you, you get things like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. No, you don't, because you don't make the world that hard. You don't have to throw to your 300 pound defensive tackle when your kicker has made his last 16. It's okay to do the to. And if you, it's okay to the fake's not even the problem. I mean the fake can just be not throwing the ball when your quarterback 17 of 40 that day right. to a, to an over the shoulder Willie Mays type catch to a defensive tackle that just why
0: I I don't I don't know man the the fake's yeah. not
1: the problem it's the play well, I It's can't,
0: the <laughs> it's I have a problem with both of them for for a couple reasons the reason I have a problem with going for it there is you're not close. This isn't like you're from the twenty. Yeah, you're not from the twenty, so you're. I don't know. I'm
1: with you. I know. But, what you're but if say. you're
0: too far away, I think okay, yeah, you know, Coglin's not gonna make it from fifty, or like I get a little more weary about a fifty-yard field goal. This is like a forty-something-yard field goal. The cor- the kicker is perfect on the season. One
1: He's of sixteen for sixteen. One of one of one of four. Uh, kickers left in the nation that hasn't missed. Okay, you
0: have that. It's you good. have a chance to tie a game that maybe they don't think this, but you probably shouldn't be in at this point. And you're gonna just turn that away. Uh, hey, hey, I don't know. That's not about uh, I, I mean, it anymore. No,
1: that,
0: it, it's also the fact that you threw the ball to Raekwon Willis. Like, problem. throw it to somebody. else.
1: Well, that's the problem, and, and I don't want to hear like, "Well, that's the element of surprise." It's like. Exactly, because it won't work.
0: Right. Surprise uh, surprise me and throw it to a tight end. Surprise me and throw it to someone who's used to catching a football. Other or weird. who can jump. Because well, if that was somebody who could have turned and actually pivoted and jumped, instead of just standing, like, hoping the ball would land in their hands, it'd I'll be great.
1: Say, I'm getting worked up, and I have things to get worked up about later. Okay. But... And,
0: okay. So...
1: Go ahead. Let's talk about a good special team situation. Yeah. fake punt. That big boy should have taken to the house. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he shouldn't have gone out of bounds. That's got it. And it was obviously a balance issue, but oh boy, he looked like he was smooth sailing.
0: Yeah, it was pretty open in front of him. But, uh, I mean, back to back trick plays. Love it. Both featuring BBB, which obviously I am a huge fan of. I was, uh. I was, having, I was having a good time when those were going on. You um, were. I was there. The, it's true. You were. Um, the fake punt, I thought, was super well designed. And I thought, it's funny because going into going into games against Michigan State, I just feel like, against especially what? against Michigan State. Oh, okay. What did you think I said?
1: I, I keep going.
0: Okay. Going into games against Michigan State, you have to think ah, that the it. other team, we're that's the team we're talking about. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Um, you've got to be ready for that. On these big stages, they do it all the time. It's yeah. a couple times a year. They've yeah. tried it already this season. But like,
1: but that was a a new and wrinkle.
0: totally. But they were yeah. just had, so asleep at the wheel. Hey, love it. And then I kind of, it could have backfired so easily. And uh, Hayward had a pretty damn good arm. Well, and
1: here's and here's the difference between us being able to praise that. The reason that worked is because it had been scouted to the point that the uh, gunner. Yes. is like mousetrap is running his back away. Yeah. Joe Bocci seals the block and it's smooth sailing. That has been on film that that is the way Penn state defense, uh, the punt. Yeah, so just... that's why it's going to work. The throwing to the D tackle regardless. No,
0: the throw from Hayward to no, chambers was pretty good. And
1: that was awesome. Um, cam Chambers, hell of a catch. Uh, I yeah. can't believe it. I think that's where he got hurt on that. It catch. was. Uh, it's just it's a tough kid. Um, but here's, here's where we get to spend five minutes about something. Yes. Felton Davis.
0: Oh, my. I mean, wh- there's, there's only so many things. Put you the can... team <sighs> on my back, though. He, uh, he did. He did. He absolutely did. He almost, like, I, I'm starting to run out of, like, superlatives when it comes to him. Because... Listen, MSU has had some very good wide receivers under Mark D'Antonio. Individual seasons that will probably end up statistically being better. Mm -hmm. Certainly careers that will statistically be better than Felton Davis's. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think pound for pound, I'm not even honestly sure that it's all that close that this is the best receiver we've ever had.
1: Well, wow. Charles Rodgers would have something to say. No, under D'Antonio. That. Oh, sorry. Okay. No,
0: come on. Okay. Okay.
1: Yes. Jeez, Louise, I can. Man. I can. I can hear that argument. Plasco Burris. Well, while I'm, on, bro. while Andre we're here. Risen. Yeah. And thank you for the segue, Austin. Now that we're halfway through the season, I have been keeping track, much like I had for uh, college basketball season, some records, um, as we see Felton, uh, Brian, and uh, Matt Coughlin start to climb. Quick update on Felton Davis: It's a hundred receptions. Um, Closing in on the top 20 all time in career, uh, Eugene Byrd at 114 at 20th, so he's coming Old up on that. And then you're going to start to see a lot of names you've heard before, uh, Herb Haygood, uh, Blair White, RJ Shelton, etc. etc. He's also closing in on the top 20 for receiving yards all time with 1450. And keep in mind, these are all basically in a year and a half, yeah, right. So he's closing in the top 20 there, um, about 200 yards to go. But here's one that he is tied for 11th all-time in touchdown receptions with 14. And he is... to Top five is Andre Risen and Plaxico at 20. I have no reason to believe he's that... At 14? He, at 20. No, he's at 14. He's at 14. I have no reason to believe that Felton will not be in the t- at least tied for the top five by year end. Uh... You don't think he can get six more the in way six we're, games? considering where our wide receivers are at in a in a bowl game? Yeah, it's just a lot. That's all. Yeah, two I last mean, game. I, I, oh, again. Because, because he our could our rec- have two this week. I don't. I mean, because the and it's because the wide receiver depth is not there. It changes once there are more targets, right? So um, yeah, I mean, that would be pretty impressive
0: for climb, him to get to that point.
1: Climbing up the charts here. Yeah, so
0: maybe he's you know close to the top than we realized. It's it's funny because I said last week, you know sort of expecting the loss that I felt like based on the way this season was going, I almost felt like we were wasting Felton Davis's career three out of the four years because, you know, if you remember as a true freshman, he was forced into duty. He actually started the college football playoff game. Like that's a great trivia bit, by the way, dude, like that's crazy. His sophomore year were three and nine and he doesn't even really play. Mm-hmm. Um, junior year last year, obviously has a phenomenal breakout. season, breakout, huge breakout. And then this year, the way that it was going, going into last week, sitting at three and two coming off a terrible loss
1: where we didn't feel like he was targeted it, enough,
0: right? You felt like, man, we we're really just going to flush three seasons of a NFL receiver down the, down the tank. I mean, obviously last week, mostly because of him, uh, offensively at least. You know they're that conversation has really completely changed this is an NFL wideout I wonder I do wonder where he's gonna professionally like draft wise end up yeah. only because he
1: not quite fast happens he's too. not a
0: huge burner mm-hmm. um he's, he's not yeah but he's not like a big burly guy I feel like he's a dude that just gets in the league and is just good because he can catch everything. That's what I mean yeah it,
1: when you can catch everything
0: they'll find us behind. yeah by the way he knows how to get open. He was... It was only Brian Lewerke's fault that they ever had to review that first touchdown he Christ. caught. He
1: was... had nobody within 10 yards of him. Can I read you... <clears throat> when I said he put the team on his back, if you uh, didn't happen to hear or read after, or I'm going to give you a few pieces of information. <laughs> he scored. Uh, there was mass celebration. Felton then told the crowd after scoring, this is my house. It's true. And then... Ran by the Penn State's number one cornerback, who was laying on the ground in angst, and said, "I run this shit." And then, and then went to the sideline, stood on the bench, waved at all the crowd to tell them to go home. <laughs> Felton is on swag, is swaglord. Yeah, he's. he's and here's there. and here's why, because before the play, and this is a quote from him in the huddle, quote: "I told Brian I'm going deep, and no matter what he does, I'm going deep." So I told him just throw it up and give me a chance to make a play. And that's what he did. So am I telling you that Felton Davis was disregarding whatever play call there was? Maybe. Maybe. Do I love it? Yeah, because it was cool as hell. Um, when you have a guy that is that confident and and can perform, you have to start to think if you're Brian, like, you know what? I like the jump ball play with Felton a lot. Yeah. It might be worth it. And here's where I'm gonna go. In right now, Austin, are you ready for this? Oh, very. That Penn State defensive last play was fireable, fireable <laughs> offense. Someone needs their job lost, and here's why. They they rushed four. Mm-hmm. We had three wide receivers. Mm-hmm. We had a running back stay in and a tight ten, tight end stay into chip. Okay, mm-hmm. the other wide receivers on that play were uh, Brandon Sowards. Mm -hmm. Um, walk on and cam chambers who is wearing a club i believe okay let's keep this going the tight end was a safety valve so he came into block and didn't move off until the ball was in the air so that tells me that penn state had seven seven people guarding three and then they decided instead of putting one two of those seven on the only person that was worth a damn on offense they put one and decided to take six to cover, as I mentioned, a walk-on and a club-hand man. Fireable. Maybe they're stick on the club. I'm happy. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, and if I, that was our team? Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, we'd all we'd be telling everybody that this man needs to go. Fire this man. Who <laughs> this man? Dude, I uh, worked
1: up and it's not I, my team.
0: I gotta tell you something, too. The other part about that Felton Davis catch and everything that he said that makes it so awesome is that the guy that he did all of this on mm-hmm. in this game is, uh, I, I might say his last name wrong, but it's Amani Aruwaye.
1: Mm, I love it.
0: Senior corner projected as a first to second round pick by most draft services. I mean, mm-hmm. this dude, he's legitimately very good, awesome. which is why. You hate to see but it. I'm just saying, man. I, FD3 is what he is. Felcro. Young mm-hmm. Felcro.
1: You hate to see it
0: yeah, and that's bad. I mean, I. it's funny. I was giving James Franklin a lot of credit earlier in the season pre these last three weeks saying that I think he gets a little overlooked when you talk about, you know, really good coaches in college football. Um, but he also just sort of reminds me of – he kind of reminds me of like John Calipari huh. in that he's a really good recruiter. Yeah. I mean, like they get great classes. But when it comes to like in game,
1: not for me. She
0: just freaks out. Like you, like how about, how about, Cal's uh, never been an in game uh, adjustment guy. Can
1: can I, can I can I offer a correction or maybe yeah, absolutely. A, not a correction just can I give you another name? Sure. How about uh um, I got it, no, I got a really good one. Painter. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I went a little too successful. Yeah, Matt, not that pa- Matt successful. painter
0: is probably a p- pretty good uh comparison. Pretty good comparison for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't adjust in the game, and like the fact that they weren't ready for the trick plays, the fact that they weren't able offensively to, to really, they just thought they could do to us what they did at Ohio State. They seemed very underprepared. Shout out and to – and it came out
1: flat, man. Dude, like, like I don't know. I can't tell you how disappointed I would be if I was a Penn State oh, fan. Oh boy. You get you get Ohio State and Michigan State. You get them back from last year, and they're both at home. Mm-hmm. And you get a bye week in between. Yep.
0: Well, I mean, like it's in the Big Ten. It's ever the way that the stupid schedule works is it seems like it's every other year. You either go on the road and play everyone, it because it's a big four. It's Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State, in alphabetical order. Uh, typically, you go on the road and play two of those three. Depending on which one of those teams you are, you have to, more or less, Um, at least two.
1: And they tanked it away. And
0: in so, when you get that opportunity to get two of them at home, you got to win at least at least one, and then try to go on the road and win. Now, for Michigan State, this is one of those years, just like Penn State, we got two of them at home, and we already won our
1: one on the road. Well, we got to get them both because the Northwestern
0: got to get them both because that's a bad one. Although we did, hey. We'll get to I, it, but li- I mean, listen—you're one and own in the division. Here we go. End. End a, a story.
1: I like it. That's where you're at. Hey, dude, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Same. I hope you had fun on Saturday too. Same. Let's talk about what else happened uh, this past weekend because sure. it was a doozy. In fact, there was chaos around college football. Yeah. Let's start with the national games we called out last week. Um, Georgia, who we thought was—you know—we as if you're new to the pod. Everyone in the country is bad at football. Unless, Everyone's bad. i am mean, be very crystal clear about that, except mm. for a handful of teams.
0: One team, currently one. There's one good team.
1: Alabama is that team, mm. and then there are a couple teams that could be good, mm-hmm. and then everyone else is bad. Right. Georgia could be good, and then they went to LSU and lost by twenty. Not great. Uh, that's that is that is bad That is
0: yeah bad. uh they did let the band play neck which was pretty dope
1: and if you um are unfamiliar with that i would pause yeah go to safari google lsu band neck
0: videos play make sure your parents aren't in the room and that your significant others are prepared for this song and or headphones 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 are probably a nice way around all
1: right catch you in a few minutes welcome back okay how did you like it that was awesome was it not okay <laughs> Another game that took place was Washington at Oregon. And your Ducks. OT walk-off win. I'm
0: just saying. They're not dead I'm yet. I'm just saying, dude. Justin Herbert. I came into this season. Better, better. Not sure. Not totally sure, sold on Justin Herbert. Like, Are you thought in? He was a – well, the thing is, I just – I get caught in these draft-nick
1: hype. Is he an wagon. NFL savior? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He's in. Oh, yeah. Oh I,
0: I am willing to just completely and totally the buy farm. in on Justin Hurts. Sell
1: the farm to I am
0: gonna go at... Oh, well, I don't think anyone's gonna even have to sell the farm because they're gonna he's gonna be a giant.
1: Oh. I'm
0: gonna throw that out there at you. So this year, he's uh completing sixty three point one percent of his passes. He's thrown seventeen touchdowns and five picks.
1: Is it air bear or her- Herbert. I'm going
0: with Herbert, even though Air Bear is probably is better. So what's the
1: hashtag better? this year? Do you know when you like lose for... Oh, yeah. Puke on your shirt for Herbert. Herbert. Mm,
0: I don't hate that. Um, okay. Put it like dirt for Herbert.
1: Mm. Uh, we'll think
0: about it. Tank for Justin Herbert.
1: <laughs> there it is.
0: Uh, we have a winner. Also, six six two thirty three 6 arm
1: wins oh, on yeah. the win yeah. Wins big games. Let's go. Yeah. Speaking of other big games... Uh, we tried to oh, tell you... It
0: almost happened.
1: ...that the pit name at Notre Dame, they geared up... It was, it was right there. It took a pretty special uh, drive from Eli Book to end this game. Ian Book? What's his name? It could be his brother. Sure. Ian Book. What did Three I say? Three letters. You
0: said Eli. It's okay. You had, you had the giant, uh, I think Giants on he the said brand. Yeah, my bad. Not important.
1: It's They had him. They had Notre him. Dame, a team that... Could be good. Didn't look good that I'm day. Still
0: on, I'm still on – I'm still on – I think Notre Dame is still – they might be the second-best team in the country.
1: Okay. I don't know who else Clemson's is number two. You,
0: uh, okay. Yeah. Kind of forgot about Clemson. Yeah.
1: Let's not do that. Okay. But, so yeah. Notre Dame's
0: in the racer number three.
1: That's fine. I can dig it. So here's why we think that. Around the Big Ten, a few other things happened. Minnesota really made a game of it with Ohio State. and the In the shoe, Ohio State came out flat.
0: Ohio State's just bored. Like yeah, I, I really, I genuinely think that they don't like. Okay, so here's the difference between Ohio State and Bama. Okay, <clears throat> I think talent-wise, those two teams are pretty close, like very, very close.
1: Without Nick Bosa,
0: without well, that's big news that came out today. Nick Bosa out for the rest of the year. That's huge yeah. for the rest of the Big Ten Correct. and really for their national title hopes. I'm telling you, Chase Young is still every. I think Chase Young okay. eventually will be every bit as good and might already be. But uh, that whew, you, even with six draftable guys in your D line, like losing Bosa is a big deal from a from a schematic perspective mm-hmm. as much as anything. But um, that's big, big, big news. Well, but I think going- they get bored. Okay, so between the two, I think on paper, talent wise, I think they're the closest thing you're going to find to Alabama. The difference between the two is that Ohio State plays in the Big Ten,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Alabama plays in the SEC. Like it or not. Bama plays more games that they get up for on a week-to-week basis Have to. than Ohio State does. Have to. Ohio State, they're always going to come ready to play Michigan. They're always going to come ready to play Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan State. Every other game, like maybe Iowa. I mean, that's you're talking at most four games a year, and they then fell maybe one
1: against Iowa last night. right? And
0: then maybe one non-con. Outside know. of that, mm. like. Sleepwalk. And yeah, I mean, they get bored, and, and like can. you look at Bama. Yeah, they've got some. I mean, listen, they play the Vanderbilt to the world too. But you're playing Auburn. You're playing, eh. you know, Florida. Yeah. You're playing eh. LSU. You're I playing do. Georgia. I mean, it's just it, you can't sleepwalk through your schedule the same way, the bottom part of your schedule the same way. And I think it shows up on days like this.
1: What if I told you? that even though, you know, they had a lackadaisical performance, one by 16 at home, didn't cover, you you know, people are sad, that Dwayne Haskins still was 33 for 44 for 412 yards, three touchdowns and no picks.
0: Is Dwayne Haskins Heisman front runner? Behind Tua. Behind Tua?
1: Yeah. And because, and here's why, Dwayne Haskins, he's throwing, he's completing on the season. Seventy-two point three percent. He's twenty-eight touchdowns, four picks. Two, on that's on two hundred and forty-two pass attempts. Seventy-two point three. That's absurd. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's a damn good team. I, I two do is right behind. It, I so. get a little concerned about that defense, like long term. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about them playing the true big boys, yeah. Like,
1: well, uh, and, uh, I mean, I with that,
0: without, without uh, Bosa, Bosa hmm? that linebacking core leaves a little bit to be desired. Honestly, when you're talking about the national elite. Um, it's it tricky. So, listen, they've still got big games left. I think, if you know, I don't know how many teams are going to, you can't just can line compete? up. compete? I mean, you're not going to line up and mm-hmm. run on them. But you did see that those spread option, TCU and mm-hmm. Penn State, both with that little read option, both ran on them pretty well.
1: And TCU I, might suck.
0: TCU might suck. I think uh, I do want to say Dwayne Haskins is a quarterback Ohio State's never had. He's I a, mean, there's a very which real, which is
1: crazy to say, which is insane. Yeah, he, Troy Smith. You won a have Heisman. a legitimate
0: possibility that that he listen. I know Troy Smith won the Heisman, but again, when you're talking like physical okay, attributes I'm, and true ability in a passing game, he's different. He's better. Yeah,
1: he's different. Yeah, he's, he's, he's
0: sick. He's he's also Ohio State fans enjoy your year of Dwayne Haskins because that boy is gone. If he he's gone? a if he's a redshirt sophomore, he is. Audi, and he might be—he yeah. might be challenging Herbert for a top ten pick. I wouldn't be surprised at all. What does he
1: not have? Well, first of all, not. How are you going to say that about your boy? Challenging. I didn't say <laughs> overtaking. Okay, come on. I like it. Don't put words in my mouth. Okay, let's keep it moving though,
0: because okay. we'll get to Ohio State when we yes, get to. Yes, but it. I like talking about.
1: Him. You know what I love talking about? Rutgers. <laughs> the Rutgers had to play a football game. Their moms made them. And they lost at Maryland 34-7. to And while that may seem insignificant, before I go in on Buckers, I'm going to go in on Maryland, who is 4-2 and, and has a pretty nice little team, regardless of the, what they've done in the offseason. Yeah. Seriously. Maryland had an announced crowd of under 33,000 people. And I know it was Rutgers, but I don't care. You, you came to the Big Ten, that Delaney wanted them. One of them and Rutgers. And you know what you got? You got a Maryland team that couldn't draw 33,000 people, and you got a Rutgers team whose quarterbacks finished two for 17 with five interceptions.
0: Okay. Actual question. Mm -hmm. Today. If you today were were allowed to go out there and throw the ball, and they said you were going to throw the ball 17 times in this game.
1: I I could complete two to my team, and I could complete way more than five to the other.
0: No, you have to have a better line than this. Oh, okay. Could you complete fewer than five interceptions and more mm, than two passes? It'd be
1: close. Checkdowns count. It'd be close. Because I'd probably fall down a couple times.
0: Yeah, but that's not a pass attempt. That's true. You were going to throw the ball. You are going to have 17 pass attempts in a game against Maryland. Mm. Surrounded by the Rutgers team. I am pretty confident. Mm-hmm. If I can get some friendly play calls, I could put up four to five completions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Maybe. Can I'm I, talking checkdowns. I'm talking screens. Let me
1: practice with the team for a couple days.
0: You get a week's worth of practice.
1: Oh man, well that changes things.
0: You get a day's worth of practice.
1: I can't do it. I would spend the first day trying to figure out how to like get it all the gear on.
0: It would be a real shame if somebody knew somebody who can help us try this out. <laughs> so, it would be a real shame if there was ever a Northwestern fan that had some access that, that could help be, us put this to life that we could put on video. Hashtag content.
1: Make some video. Not, I don't know. It might be fun. It's not a
0: big deal. You might get to see us get bodily like harmed, which I'm sure everyone. Would I'm here enjoy. for it. I'm very here for it.
1: I got health insurance. Iowa survived my up oh, game yeah, in style. Not so fast. Forty-two to sixteen. And here's what was really crazy about it, because like not that Indiana's any good, but the fact that Iowa in back-to-back games has dropped over forty-two points. Re- They've dropped ninety points in the last two games. Who is this? No. Do you do you remember what I said? Oh God! Like a while ago. This is Iowa's year.
0: This is Iowa's year. It still might be, even though <laughs> they dropped to Wisconsin. Two and, they're two and one. It doesn't matter. Wisconsin's I know, I know. I know. Wisconsin's stinky. Wisconsin's, Wisconsin's not a good team. To, you know
1: where they still have to lose to at Penn State. That's what i man. It, uh, it's a,
0: Iowa. It's an Iowa year, if there has ever been an Iowa year. They me. Still, they still get to play Northwestern at
1: home. Hey, don't go. Not so fast, my friend. No, but Northwestern's the only team in front of them in the standings. That's what I'm saying. It's Northwesterns to lose. Here's a very real, real situation. Oh my God. I've, I've done the Please math. Please don't, don't do it. I've done it. Northwestern can win this division and go into the Big Ten championship game 8 and 4
0: against Whomever. Ten, whomever. 10 and 2 Michigan State.
1: <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it's that is comical. Riot. And.
0: can you imagine? I Oh my God, the Big Ten commissioner's office would fucking riot.
1: So you remember last time uh wisconsin i believe was eight and four and went to the uh <laughs> yeah. championship that game. worked out awesome well they it was because of sanctions i believe mm-hmm. it, was, it was for someone couldn't get in. i don't remember yeah exactly. some team it was nebraska messed it up or penn state it doesn't matter but yeah so i'm just saying if you want if revenge is on your mind michigan state all you got to do is run the table it's super easy and then ha- hope northwestern gets some breaks where's the flaw T-
0: tell me tell me the
1: lie. Spot show, the lie. Show me the lie. All right, moving on. Uh, speaking of why North is still in the hunt, came back uh, down 10 to uh, Scott Frost's uh Ofer team. So close. They wrote a book about you, dude. Mm. If you're new to the pod, I will remind Nebraska fans yeah. every time. They wrote a book about you, and you're and 6 Yeah. And you were ahead by 10 with under six minutes to go. And you lost. Lost. Yeah, that's bad. And, and, and... On defense, Northwestern got the ball back on their one yard line. Yep. With under a minute 30 to go, I think. And you lost that game. I, I think
0: I would really struggle with being a Northwestern fan. And I don't mean to trash them. They just beat us. They have our number somehow inexplicably. But to win games like these last two that they've won after looking so helpless... And losing games like to Akron. Duke and freaking Akron, yeah,
1: that's like frustrating.
0: how could you deal with that up and down? It's frustrating. I just don't understand it's like being a like, hormonal teenager. Like one minute you're <laughs> way up. I the next don't minute, want to. I don't want to play football anymore.
1: <laughs> we really have, have good to at study, it. man.
0: Like I just, yeah, I don't, I can't believe it. Like they, they show up. Like I give them credit, man. They, they show up in big moments. They show up in big games. I mean, they actually played like shit against Michigan State. Aside from Clayton Thorson, but he listen, balled. He balled. hey man, they're 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 in a
1: position where it looked like a complete disaster, and now they're they're in the I can't believe it. They're in the driver's they, seat. They control their own destiny. So, another game that happened was uh, Purdue went to Illinois on Illinois' homecoming, and you know what? Illinois was actually winning this game, and then they lost forty six to seven.
0: Quick little forty-six nothing run by Purdue. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, they called. Yeah, that's that's brutal.
1: Not good. And Dude, uh, again, just just just
0: shut Illinois down. Would anyone notice?
1: Mm, no. no. The answer is no.
0: We live in Chicago, and people don't care.
1: Yeah, it's true. I'm trying to think what like a simple reason why we need them for the wins. What if they and Rutgers just played each other every game instead? told us what happened, that can be their league record. No one cares. No one has to see it. No one has to play it.
0: Yeah, I mean, or just put them them both down. Relegation. Relegation. Oh, my God. To get just anybody remotely interesting instead of them would be really nice.
1: North Dakota State. So, uh, the last game. The Bison. The Bison. Uh, Wisconsin traveled to Michigan. Lost by 20. five sheesh are you ready for my hot take mm. yeah wisconsin is a fraud it's, yeah wow john no no really hot but because it's easy to, it's easy to say they're a fraud after they lost they're one and five against the spread that's that is why they're not very good well
0: they're really injured their defense has been banged up I never thought their offense was much to begin with because you, well, you knew what it was going to be. And I'm just not a Hornybrook fan. Like, mm. not a fan of noodle arm quarterbacks. Mm. Never have been, never will be. Mm. And that's what he is. I hope his mom isn't listening. I'm sorry, Mrs. Hornybrook. Also, should have kept the maiden name. True that. Mm. Maybe it was worse. Oh, can you imagine?
1: So, was that say, so Was, was is, it Dick? <laughs> <so> <laughs> con- had to be. So, concludes. Uh, the Big Ten results from last week. Let's jump into some notable national games coming up. Um, not a lot. Well, not, not a lot. But uh, NC State, who we know nothing about, they just kind of keep winning, and their only game of substance was canceled this year. They traveled to Clemson. Clemson can kind of ver- them- verify themselves as the real in this one if they want to. Or they can Ohio State coast and leave everyone guessing. And then the other game is uh, College Game Day your ducks let's go travel to Pullman to mm. take on the pirate
0: I'm already disgusted by the thought of how many Washington state flags are going to be waving in the background of this game day set there's been one it's
1: a tired gimmick
0: yeah and there's been one at every single college game day and I used to work with a guy who went there and would never stop talking about it and I'm like I literally do not care
1: that's your thing
0: like that's your thing is you have a flag on a show's set and you don't and you had Ryan Leaf,
1: and no one talks about you except for yeah. the Pirate. I love the Pirate. Yeah, Mike <clears> Leach
0: is, is is keeping me coming back. This is a that's a little test for Oregon.
1: I mean, Washington State can score if nothing else. That's about it. Do a lot of health. Sure. Okay, and one quick note for everyone. Guess, ah. who, guess who's almost ranked? Yep. Uh, your Utah State Aggies. Just saying. They're there. Just saying. Six and one. Projections have them at winning uh every game of the rest of the season until they travel to boise state who stumbled last week i believe or two weeks ago and so that puts utah state in the driver's seat so here's a fun hypothetical if utah state wins that first game hmm.
0: are we in a ucf situation
1: mm-hmm. well, now because we would be trash and like people would be like they're not any good yeah, but
0: are are we, are we having I mean they're clearly ranked if they yeah. win that game. They're 7 and 0
1: with like you said the showdown with Boise State. 10 the year. Uh, and then they get the Mountain West championship just, game. Listen, I'm not saying because they're in the same division as Boise State. I'm
0: not saying that hey, you are or aren't. But listen, you're talking if you're, if they can run the table, you're talking to your six.
1: Yeah, that's like very, legitimately very, a very, very good team. Very real possibility.
0: Feels good. Okay. Honestly, feels really good. It's <laughs> best.
1: our second best win no our best (laughs) i stand by it all right
0: i'll let you stand by
1: it probably be the best win uh, we have all year Mm -hmm. and i don't care who else we beat still stays true sure if that's true we need to reevaluate some stuff anyways coming up around the big 10 uh the week eight nine Eh, yeah sounds right eventual it's a week illinois travels to wisconsin no. That's going to be a bad one. No thanks. Not for me. Maryland at Iowa. That could be cool. Might not be a terrible game. Uh, uh,
0: it's Iowa's years. Game's already been decided.
1: My fault. I forgot that. Thank you. Northwestern at Rutgers. Rutgers homecoming. Here's why I bring up that <laughs> because I had to look. Big Ten teams are, because we lost our homecoming game. Yeah. And then we beat Penn State. It was their homecoming. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's kind of odd. You usually win your homecoming game. Yeah. Allegedly. Big Ten teams are five and six in homecoming games this year. And this week, Northwestern plays at Rutgers. That's gotta be five and seven. Mm-hmm. And then Iowa plays Maryland at home. It's probably win. Regardless, a little interesting fact. I
0: I don't know, man. This just seems like a game that Northwestern could lose. No. No, no, no. 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 And here's why. Dude, they almost lost at home to Nebraska, who is objectively horrendous. Not Rutgers bad.
1: I know. Okay. I know.
0: But that Rutgers, was at home. They un- lost to Akron.
1: I understand. This is a, this is a team
0: capable. I no, this is a team capable of horrendously low lows and very high highs. But not so as I'm low as Rutgers. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it could happen. I don't think it will. I think Northwestern will probably cover and the lines. They're
1: they're getting 20.5. The people request to see Exhibit A, Kansas 55, Rutgers 14. Don't care.
0: The defense rests. I'll show you. Northwestern lost to friggin' Akron at home. You better
1: hope that Northwestern doesn't lose this game.
0: Yeah, I hope they <laughs> don't, but it might happen. <laughs> I'm, you just, I'm just preparing the people for the. It's like you don't put that. It's like, on listen, we... the asteroid probably isn't going to hit us, <laughs> but there's a chance. It's coming kind of close. We might feel the breeze at the very least. I okay. Solar wind.
1: We have talked more about yeah. That all game. right, let's
0: go. Come on, Penn State at Indiana. Both teams desperately need a win. Penn State's going to run train. There's no question. <laughs> Next, Minnesota at Nebraska. You know
1: who's favored in this game?
0: It Nebraska. Doesn't, it doesn't matter.
1: Nebraska's favored. They might win. They're going to win eventually. Well, they do have Bethune-Cookman on the schedule. Oh, well. Is it going to happen this week? Are they going to finally get through? Or do I keep reminding Nebraska fans that you wrote a book mm. by a guy who hasn't won you a game? I mean, did they write the book for one win? I, I, I think you know. can.
0: I think this is going to play beyond this week. Maybe not. Last game before
1: our game. I stayed at Purdue. Don't yeah. do not sleepwalk here Ohio State. You For can real? do it against Minnesota. For real. But you I'm telling you right now, a night game, the little engine that could in Purdue. You
0: don't just waltz into West Lafayette <laughs> and expect to come out with a win unless you're most teams. Listen. They got a big drum. Don't you ever forget
1: it. Austin, you know how I watch every single game. I'm aware. And like last week, I even watched that Maryland Rutgers thing. Not the whole game, just parts of it.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm sorry. It's called masochism. I do it for everyone here. I'm telling you, I will not watch this game. Because I will not probably be physically capable. Yeah. I will be... I'll be spent one way or the other. I will be full-blown out of gas by about 3 p.m. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're going to get into here. Okay. Uh, it's the week. It's, it's the time, week. guys. Some people's favorite, others least.
0: Some people both. I feel – I don't know how I feel. Let's just talk about the basics. Michigan is playing at Michigan State this weekend. Game kicks at 1230 I Eastern. Think, I think
1: it's actually 11. It's, it's been kind of – it's 11, 12. It kicks – just well, sorry, just, 11
0: Central. Just be prepared. It kicks at 11 Central, 12 uh, Eastern. Um, Michigan currently favored by 7. Fun little weather tidbit. There is a 50% chance of rain. We've said this for the past couple weeks
1: and we're kind of goosing you.
0: This time's for real. Yeah. And yeah, you'd hate to see it. You'd hate to see it. It's obviously, you don't have to tell anybody, you know, what this game means. You know, you could use every cliche in the book throw the records out the window, don't love lost, teams don't like each other, blah, 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 blah. Um, In reality, this game, all of that aside, this is, a, this is a massive game. This is a massive game for both teams. Um, for Michigan State, you have put yourself in a position now where, yes, you were just able to beat Penn State. Huge win. No question. You are now, with this game, if you can go in, and what is on the line is the chance to legitimately be able to say, we can make the Big Ten Championship game, and we can go back to the Rose Bowl. For Michigan, you exercised some demons last week for sure. Beating a ranked team finally under Jim Harbaugh, that's fun for them. Um, Now you get a chance to go on the road. You're highly ranked. You're number six in the country. Uh, You haven't beaten, I mean, you're one and five against your big rivals. One and six. One and six against your big rivals. Excuse me. Pardon me. And is that true?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame.
0: Great point. One in six against your big rivals. And you haven't won a road game against a ranked team in longer than I i don't even know the year. Um, this is... And you have, as always, standard is extremely high. Your aspirations are extremely high. You have a, gr- a very good team. So it's... Okay. Mm-hmm. But this is a game you, you, you have to win. Both from a... We literally have to win this game to win the division, thus go to the championship name and all of the things that come with that. But also from a if you were one in five, you still have to win this game because it is everything you say about yourself and everything you build your program around and your narrative around means you're supposed to win games like this. You haven't done it. You have your chance. You're probably the better team. Mm-hmm. Um this is it. So on a very top level, it's a it is again,
1: needless to say, a massive game for both sides. The pressure is not on the team in East Lansing. No. It's not very much not. And here's why. <clears throat> if you think for one second that Harbaugh is not reminded of his record against his rivals, which gets people run out of town in Ann Arbor, gets people run out of town in a lot of cities uh, where you coach college football in America can't do it now there's no there's no one else okay yeah there's no one else he's it so that's why it's even more pressure filled there's no one else you're the savior he was the nuclear option one and one and six this is it your favorite you got the better team you're, you're playing against a team that is de- depleted you coming you're playing against a team that is just had an emotional win coming down off of that this is it What are you gonna do? Yeah. So it's a huge game. So what I would say about Michigan State. On the flip, you have to consider this: there could be no better time to play Michigan than after uh, an emotionally taxing game like Penn State. There is no team. There is no Purdue. Instead, if imagine if we had played Purdue this week, I am terrified. Yeah. Same. The only game that could get everyone immediately focused. This it's Sunday morning, is this? This team's they they won. They figured out how to win somehow, yeah. some way in a game they fumbled four times, got picked off. Yeah, away game. Now they know they can do it. There's no better time. This is going to be a hell of a game, and it's going to be strength on strength.
0: Yeah, and, and again, I, I we got a question from Arpon Lobo where he asks – Will the narrative that this is the only game on the schedule that MSU and D'Antonio care about ever go away? I personally kind of think that's dead. Um, I mean, I think it will always be the game that matters most. Uh, And I, frankly, I personally wouldn't want it any other way. Um, Because what you see in a lot of strengths for Michigan State, you see the same thing mirrored in weaknesses by Michigan. Because we take this game so seriously, it gives us that edge And it plays into recruiting. It plays into who you are. They've talked about the chip already all week. That's built in. I don't think that – I think this narrative personally is is already dead. But uh, that doesn't mean – but it's kind of better for Michigan State than Michigan as a whole thinks that. If that's something that's being preached, that's a good
1: thing. I've never understood it. Uh, Mark D'Antonio's teams consistently beat other very good teams they just did it. They cared about those games. It's okay to care by the way. Yeah. And that and that's lost in the context is just
0: because you care about multiple ones doesn't mean there's not a priority Absolutely. level there because listen. Again, this is always going to be the most important game on Michigan State's schedule no matter how good or bad either team is. It will always be the most important. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of other important games on both of these teams schedules every single year. So I think that is never really been the case. But especially now, it is, it is not. But listen, don't get it twisted. This is the biggest game uh, of the year for, for Michigan State at this point. So it's going to be really interesting. Um, it, it is it's a very intriguing matchup. Um, Michigan's a good team, despite some of the things that, you know, everybody probably wants to hear and expects to hear. It's a damn good team. It, there's no there's no way around it both on both sides of the ball they've been very effective to date uh they've got a top thirty rushing offense they've got as as always you know under don Brown who just go get a head coaching job man please uh Seriously. they've got an incredible defense you know one of the best in the entire country um if not the best and uh statistically very good team
1: this team i'm not afraid to say. Is the best team Harbaugh's had? Yeah, they are better than their 2016 team, that was very close to being good. And, and when I say good, I mean like the way we reference good. Yeah, which is only a couple of them. This team is almost as good as that 2016 team. I'd like the friendly re- reminder to everybody, MSU's three and nine team took them to the brink. Yeah. Didn't win. Didn't win. That's important. They didn't. This Michigan State team is better than that team. It will be a very good game.
0: It'll be a really close game. And if you're a gambling person, uh, Michigan State has covered ten straight years. So something to think about. If you think if you think either team's running away with this game, listen, it's happened before. I, I don't. I don't see it this week. Um, so I don't know how we want to attack this year. I think there's two different. Th- things that we have, have to look at. I think we should probably start with um, how Michigan State's defense shapes up against Michigan's offense, and then we'll flip to the other side of the ball because I think this one's pretty straightforward. Um, we asked, got asked by Joe Furstall, uh, will we see the same defensive game plan that we used against um, Penn State pros and cons? I don't think Michigan State did anything especially special for lack of a better term, against Penn State. Um, I did notice that they did blitz the safety Kari Willis a couple times, something they really hesitate to do. They also played a little more cover three. Um, Again, I've been reading this. I didn't, in the the moment, you know, didn't notice it as much, but um, they did mix up some coverages, brought some safeties, and it paid off. Kari Willis forced a huge fumble. Uh, If you remember hitting Trace McSorley, knocking the ball out of his hands. Would I be surprised to see them get creative against Michigan's offense? Uh, No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. What I will say is that I'm not sure that they are necessarily going to have to. Um, Michigan's defense, or excuse me, Michigan's offense, while pretty good so far this year, is not exotic.
1: Nope.
0: They want to do one thing, and they want to do one thing only, and is they want to run the ball down your throat. And then they want to pass when they have to pass. Now, I mean, and that is evidenced in their numbers. They're the 93rd in terms of offensive passing yardage, um, 93rd in the nation, 28th in terms of rushing yardage.
1: And then they just the rely on their defense. Yeah,
0: they literally have, they've only, they only have a better passing offense than one team Michigan State has played against, and that's Central. Now on the flip side, they have the second best rushing offense, and that's behind Penn State. They like to control the clock. They like to control field position. It's what they do. It's who they are. This is the same offense you've seen since Harbaugh has started coaching football. Aside from a couple of years in San Francisco, it's it's, it's very straightforward. Yeah, um, and
1: if they anaconda you, that's what they want to do, and it works. Yeah. And it works against teams with lesser talent.
0: Yep, yeah, 100%. You've seen it, and, and they blow teams out that uh, don't have the manpower to stuff those runs. I mean, it's led by Karan Higdon, who's you know already almost at 700 yards rushing on the season. Um, they've got a couple other guys in, True Wilson and Chris Evans, who run the ball a little bit. Kind of surprised Chris Evans only has 35 carries this year, to be honest. Uh, Shea Patterson, here's a... Actually, no, let's start. Let's, let's stick here. They're going to try to just bludgeon you to death. Mm-hmm. Now, to me... As a Michigan State fan, if you're looking at that from MSU's side, that's okay. Great. That's actually best. Honestly, as rushing attacks go, this is the kind you're okay with facing. Correct. It's not exotic. They're going to line up five offensive linemen, probably at least one tight end, if not two. Harbaugh sometimes puts like 12 in their And are fullback. And they're fullback, and they're going to run the ball at you. Mm-hmm. What Michigan State has done consistently all year is they have stuffed the running attack. Penn State was able to break off two big ones last week. Yep. Aside from those runs, again, they averaged 2.4 yards a carry. Yep. This is – that's not how Michigan – unless it is something – unless you are very far to the end of the oddity scale, very big outlier, that's not how Michigan's going to beat Michigan State in this game. They could win. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But they're not going to do it by playing their typical style
1: of ball. They call it man ball and or- – Whatever they want to, and <clears throat> hey, it works against. Uh, it works against you know the also rans It's also why he's one in six against his rivals.
0: Yeah, I mean it works against SMU. It works against Nebraska. Uh, it, it, it didn't work against Notre Dame. It barely worked against Northwestern, uh, and it did work against Wisconsin. So yeah. listen, credit to them. Listen, they're they're this again. This is this is a good team, um, but that if you're strictly looking at it through green lenses. I'm okay with that as a defense. You have a phenomenal front seven. Mm-hmm. You have a front seven that is literally the best in the nation mm-hmm. at stopping this type of attack. You can live with that. Um, and what that opens up and what this forces, it's very similar to Penn state in a lot of Absolutely. ways. Shea Patterson and trace McSorley are not all that different when it comes to what they are as quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. There's two, there are two differences. The first is a type of offense that they play in. Penn state, Oftentimes, looks to use Trace McSorley's feet as a weapon. Michigan State did an unbelievable job of taking that away from him last week. Still not sure. How. Still, it doesn't make any sense. But Shea Patterson, while he did bust off an 81-yarder last week, mm-hmm. credit to him, um, is not that same type of not that same type of runner. He's best when he's able to. He does have 32 carries on the year, but that's in seven games. That's you know four carries a game he's best when he's making plays in space and making Mm -hmm. those plays with his feet and letting his receivers get open. Mm -hmm. But that's not really this offense, right? It's not, it's, and we said it again at the beginning of the year, it's kind of a square peg round hole thing, but he is really talented and he's been making it work. Um, Michigan state really just has to worry about containing him. They don't have to worry about attacking him or really him being a huge threat to run schematically as part of the offense, unless they really change something up, which is not the Michigan offensive way. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can keep him as a pocket-passing quarterback, you're putting yourself in very good shape. This Michigan offense really does, in a lot of ways to date, play right into Michigan State's defensive hands. Now, again, he's completing almost 70% of his passes. That's great. He's got 10 touchdowns, only three picks. Um, He's been... Solid. He completes passes to a lot of different receivers. Um, His touchdown guy is Donovan Peoples-Jones, who has been quite good. uh, Five touchdowns on the year. No one else has more than two. And that's Ronnie Bell, who has two. Everybody else has kind of one. Likes to check down to his, you know, tight ends. But uh, this, again, running backs don't make many catches out of the backfield. It's, It's not an overly complex offense. The way this again this plays into Michigan State's hands because a I don't think the pass defense is nearly as bad as people take it from them I thought you think you saw it last week they did a great job mm-hmm. um, didn't give up many big plays if any in the passing game and then if they can just get pressure on Shea Patterson something they have done a better job than I think even the biggest optimist at the beginning beginning of the year would have thought possible. They're going to put him in difficult spots and he's going to have to step up and he's going to have to make throws down the field to tough spots. Something Clayton Thorson has been able to do for three years. Those types of quarterbacks are few and far between in college football. True pocket passing quarterbacks. Shea Patterson to date, is not one of them.
1: You're going to see Harbaugh likes to put his quarterback in safe positions. You know, um, he's frankly hasn't had a decent one a good one an nfl quarterback sorry jake rudock fans out there it's just not he hasn't had it and he to his credit will put them in safe situations and put them in rhythm inducing situations lots of rolling outs you know simple decisions if it's not there he can still bootleg for three yards Mm -hmm. it is manufactured for less decisions in But, in the pro set plays, when Shea does have to make decisions, if he doesn't make them, if he's not able to make the correct decision or make the throw on those plays, that's how Michigan State is able to capitalize.
0: And, and it's all about getting pressure. It's all about getting pressure on him because, listen, he throws a good deep ball. He's got an arm. And he can hit Donovan Peoples-Jones for big touchdowns. Uh, I mean, he's got a couple, you know, forty-plus completions on the year. He's got a fifty-six-yarder to Ronnie Bell. He's got a fifty-two-yard completion to Nico Collins, who is a beast, by the way. He's mm-hmm. a freak. Um, but it's all about efficiency for these guys. They're they're going to try to nickel and dime you to death, and then bludgeon you. And I think, to me, against this Michigan State defense, and again, and and we'll get to it in a second. But based on what MSU wants to do offensively. That is counterintuitive to the most the, the the best way to to attack this team. If I'm attacking Michigan State, I'm going balls to the wall. I'm going bombs. I'm I'm getting my ball the ball out of my hand as quickly as possible, and then I'm running a play action. I'm going over the top. I'm I'm studying Northwestern's film, and I am taking it. I'm yeah. running exactly the same place. Michigan's not going to do that. Listen, could they put? A, I I just have a hard time thinking this team is going to put up more than 21 points.
1: So here I, I'm
0: honest. And yeah. like at the most.
1: And here's the conundrum. Can Michigan State score more than that? That is the question. So let's flip sides. Michigan, number one defense in the country. Not in question. Uh, the 15th best rushing defense, giving up 109 yards per game. That's the best rushing defense we've faced all year. And... Giving up 129 yards passing a game, that is by far the best in the nation, and obviously the best we've faced all year. Michigan State, for reference, averaging 123 yards rushing a game and 271 yards passing a game. Brian, if there is ever a chance for Michigan State to win, it's it's fine Felton. And, and hoping that some of these wilder wide receivers are able to play to create space mm-hmm. and make moves in open in the, in the uh, open field.
0: There's a couple different things about this that stand out to me in terms of the ways Michigan state is going to attack Michigan's defense. Again, overall, I mean, the Michigan defense is, is loaded. Mm-hmm. This is where I truly think the Harbaugh recruiting is showing up. Um, I mean, he's recruited crazy defensive linemen. He's got linebackers, defensive backs. I mean, name it, he's got it. Uh, Chase Winovich has been an absolute stud this year. Devin Bush is, and I mean this sort of as a compliment, but there is a little undertone to it. He's he's, He reminds me a lot of Vontez Perfect, where he is just flies, flies around the field and is not afraid to launch himself. Mm -hmm. And I think that works in his favor sometimes in terms of an intimidation thing. But this kid's, you know, first, second-round talent. Um yeah. Defensive backs, and you know Lavert Hill and uh, Ambry Thomas and you know Josh Metellus, you know uh, Tyree Cannell. Like they've got this is a this is a really good defense. Um, where I think they are vulnerable, ironically vulnerable, is up the middle in in the running game. Um, Rashawn Gary has missed the last two games,
1: mm-hmm. questionable for this yeah. upcoming game.
0: Michael. Dumb 4, I believe, has missed a game or at least been injured. I I know there have been a, a tested depth up the middle, especially at the defensive tackle position. So when I look at what Michigan State wants to do and I look at what Michigan's prone to giving up, Michigan, again, anaconda, they want to suffocate you. They want to take away easy plays, but they are prone, and they've shown it all year, they're prone to the big play through the air or on the ground. When I flip it to Michigan State's offense, they don't, they don't get easy yards. This team isn't a team that is going to go do what Michigan does on offense. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go four yards, four yards, four yards, three yards, four yards, three yards. It, it's never going to be how this team's, this season's team is going to operate most efficiently. I do think there's an opportunity for them to build upon the running attack that they showed last week. They switched to his own blocking scheme, which has been a, made a big deal of this week, which is a little simpler for an offensive line.
1: And kept consistency in yes. the offensive line.
0: It's crazy how big of a deal that can be when you practice with the same five all week. Now, it'll be interesting, because I don't know if David Beetle or Kevin Jarvis, I don't think Beetle's going to play. Jarvis, though, apparently might play, mm-hmm. um, no, which would be huge for Michigan State.
1: no depth chart released by D'Antonio yeah, this week.
0: also, love this. The, I, that's petty on a 1,000, and I L-O-L. love it. Oh. Um, So, but listen, if if their offensive line can create any type of push and the running backs can get anything straight up the middle, I mean, listen, MSU doesn't get creative in their running attack. They try to run right at you. Mm -hmm. So when they do, when they do run, attacking the middle
1: might pay off. It might
0: benefit them because you don't want to go at the edge because that's if Gary's playing, he's out left or right and Winovich is on the other side.
1: The only way it works is if you have a kid like Stewart or Naylor who's able to run to to beat the edge.
0: So listen. The other part of it that again, I don't think this I don't think you, you can say this plays into Michigan state's hands, but what they have done well to date is create explosive plays down the field. What Michigan has struggled against is explosive plays down the field. Now, in limited fashion, but I'll say this, I think If I'm picking between these two teams, who I think could end up putting up 28 points? Big asterisk at the end of this. I think I would be more prone to thinking Michigan State can score a higher... Like, they could come out of nowhere and put up 31. Well, Big asterisk, if Naylor and Stewart are healthy.
1: Can I jump in on that? Sure. The only reason that that works is that you basically have to jujitsu Michigan's defense you have to use their strength against them yep you have to invite their strength to overcommit and then burn them long Mm -hmm. and that's how Notre Dame was able to do it Brandon Wimbush hit some amazing passes I don't know how (laughs) it's bad yeah but that's how it works and if you're able to you you almost have to invite the aggression for sure invite it be vulnerable to it. Make them lick their chops, and then beat them at it by giving the old dosi dough.
0: And that's where things like wide receiver screens, mm-hmm. screens to your halfback, dump downs to your tight ends, things like that, bubble screens, those end arounds. Although I don't think the end arounds are going to work this week. Michigan's defense is too fast, and mm-hmm. if we do that, I think we'll get killed trying to do it. But again, that's where that speed element comes in, and that mm-hmm. schematic element. And you need, you need Daryl Stewart and Jalen Naylor to be healthy in this game. Correct. At least at a minimum one of them. I think, again, I think Felton Davis can go toe-to-toe with any defensive back in the country.
1: That's tough. It's tough-ass. <coughs> Reminds of me back in 2015, was it uh, Burb and going against... Um, Jordan Lewis. Jones. Yeah. That was a hell of a matchup.
0: Yeah, and Burb won half the time, <laughs> which is 150
1: yards. What? And unfortunately, if that help happens with Felton and we don't have anyone else, I don't know where all the yards come from. Yes, So
0: So offensively, I mean, listen, what what Michigan State has to do here is they have to make some hay running the ball. It has to be nothing more than that. They only had 123 yards rushing the ball last week. And we felt like it was a million. You still felt like, hey, they're doing enough to keep teams honest. They're able to control the ball and control field position. Mm -hmm. But they got to be able to hit explosive plays. There's no other way around it. And I think Michigan's shown that they're prone to that earlier rather than later. In the game. So I think two things are going to be huge in this game. Well, two things have to happen. One is you
1: have to be healthy on offense. You have to be relatively healthy. So let's answer a question from, <coughs> from our friends. Uh, so Brooke, Brooks ZA, which injured player is the most important to get back for Saturday?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you ask me, um, and this list is unfortunately long, um, I'm going to say... It's a really close one between Daryl Stewart and Jalen Naylor. I'm going to say Stewart because we've seen, well, we've seen him do it on the big stage. That's what I mean. He's a little older. Mm-hmm. He's seen him make plays against Michigan specifically hmm? last year. Um, Naylor. The only reason I would think Naylor is close is because he's got that speed element that you cannot teach. And if you, if he's healthy and you send him up a seam, Got to have it. I mean, he can burn the time. Based on what we saw, yeah, he can take top off anybody's defense. Yep. So, if you had both of them. I mean, Changes again, you have those two and Cody White. Like, you could see why the expectations at the beginning of the season were sky
1: high. All right. And then I'll keep it going. Um, LJ Scott, I think we've... We don't know. We don't know. Nobody what's knows. What's going on. I think you have to have uh, Cole Chewens. I, I, I think st- Chewens is going to play. In. And then I'd love to see um, Josh Butler back.
0: I mean, do we have any idea about Josiah Scott? I mean, is there any chance? You know, again, with the no-depth chart, I won't be surprised to see anybody out there.
1: They'll be out there because you can dress as many people as you want.
0: Right, but I just... Are I mean, they going
1: to actually warm up? No. Uh, we'll see. So,
0: again, you, you, I want to get back to one thing real quick. You talked about what Michigan does well defensively, and you talked about inviting that pressure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Michigan State gets like three and a half sacks, over three and a half sacks per game. They're 15th in the country against on third down conversions and they have a ton of tackles for loss. They have 54 tackles through lo- for loss through seven games. When you talk about inviting that pressure, they're yeah. obviously going to bring it.
1: But you you got to have
0: guys that can catch those little five yard hitches
1: and that's where Jalen, Jalen, Daryl. Yeah. Got to go. You have to have them. And there's no, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, don't think plant and go one way because oh, yeah. they're, cause Chase Winovich and Rashawn Gary, they, as fast as they got upfield, oh yeah, They'll they're coming back. right back.
0: And you, you talk about, now let's talk about some things that they do poorly. Poorly, They are not a disciplined team thus far.
1: Oh my God. Seven and a half penalties a game for 70 yards. That's 112 out of 130 teams. That's not good. That's, that's
0: awful. really bad. And that's, that, to me, that's something that's tough to change overnight, especially in a high emotion game. In like a this. high
1: emotion game it's really tough. And, um, are there going to be some unsportsmanlike penalties on both teams? Of course. Maybe. They're both going to be offset, and that's going to happen. We know that. But um, what happens when he gets what, – what about the non-emotion ones? Because these all happened non-emotionally. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. Um, very odd stat that I dug up. Their red zone defense, 112th in the nation. Teams, Not good. Teams score 93% of the time they're in the red zone. Mm-hmm. and they're more touchdowns than field goals that's odd uh, to me. but that's again i think that's another huge key well, michigan something- state
0: is going to have to do a few things to win this game they're going to a they're going to have to be healthy they're going to have to hit explosive plays and this team this game is not going to be one with field goals when you get in the red zone <laughs> you have to score you have to get in the end zone And they've struggled with that to date. they really have and it, it's something that if you get in the red zone three times and you come away with 13 points, you come away with nine points, mm. I don't think that's going to cut it.
1: Yeah. Another fit pl- area they struggle with is they. you mentioned Donovan Peoples-Jones as their guy. That guy is not even in the top 200 in uh, the nation in yards per game. Under 45. They, they don't throw the ball a lot.
0: I mean, I mean, they, they throw the ball. I mean, let's see here. They've run the ball um, – 284 times this year, and they've thrown 176 passes. They've and, run the ball over a hundred, you know, 108 times more than they've thrown. And
1: they will try and get Peoples Jones that ball, not always in, through the air. And yeah. he's a good
0: punt returner, too. Mm-hmm.
1: That will be crucial. That's a big one. Just as important, if not more important than um, holding KJ Hamler will be. Yep. This is a game that you just feel like who makes less mistakes. Mm-hmm. And Michigan State who executes. And Michigan State, unfortunately doesn't have the luxury of being able to make as many as them. We start with being having to have less mistakes. Yeah, I mean,
0: MSU, to win this game, just just absolutely has to, has to execute. They have to win the time of possession. They have to win the – I think the field position in this game is going to be huge because Michigan executes. They don't get big chunks. Mm-hmm. They bludgeon you to death. If you give them the ball on the 40, they're probably coming away with three points. Like on your own, if you give them the ball on their own on your 40, they're coming away with points. Whereas if you can consistently put them back on their own 20, I don't know how many 80 yard drives this team's putting together without popping a huge run. I, and yeah, you saw it. Michigan State did it, but uh, I I don't know. I, I got a hard time thinking Joe is making mistakes like that two
1: games in a row. Here's the other piece to be watch, watchful for: um, when you play true freshmen who touch the ball. In games like this, sometimes you see guys try and do too much. Mm-hmm. It will be crucial that LDJ does not try and yeah, do too much. You can't,
0: you can't, you can't turn the ball over. You've gotta this. win the turnover. I mean, Michigan State just has to they have to execute if they want to win this game. They have
1: to execute. They have to be the better coach team. Period. It can be done. Can be. You know, um, one thing we haven't seen is uh, a beautifully scripted drive to start the game. Hmm. If there was ever a time, it would be now, Mr. Warner. Yeah, if
0: there was ever a time for a couple different people to step up and and win this game and and play well and coach well, Warner, to his credit, has come up with some phenomenal game plans against Michigan in his career. He really has. I mean, like, again, you said it, to even keep them in the three and nine year game is pretty impressive. And they, like, this is his his big game, and it's funny. We got one Q&A here. <clears throat> and apologies if we don't get to all your guys' stuff because we we got some great ones this week, and just a ton of them We're strapped for time. We're already pushing an hour and a half. Um, is it worth beating Michigan if Dave Warner gets another full season of immunity? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is, Shane Orling. Yes, it is, because it means they won the game.
1: It ideally means that he called a damn gem. And it gem. means he called a damn gem.
0: Yeah. So in addition to him, uh, I mean, I think Luwerki once again holds holds the keys. If he can play like he did down the stretch against Penn State, we're in. We're going to be in this game. Um, but if he, I mean, if he comes out and throws bad interceptions, and you know, really he didn't throw a. He did have a couple that should have been picked last week too. So uh, you know, you, you got to tighten it up and pull it together. But John, I want to get. Like I said, we're pushing an hour and a half here. I want to get your final thoughts. I want to talk about what you... what. I mean, give us your your synopsis on the game here.
1: Sure. The game is in the hands of three players and one coach. It is in the hands of Kari Willis, Joe Bocci, and Brian Lewerke. Coincidentally, or not coincidentally, the three captains. I believe two of them truly understand what this rivalry is about i feel like brian to no fault of his own growing up in arizona is starting to understand it and i think you heard joe bocce call out some leadership uh, after the northwestern game and not so subtly was at him and the coach it's on dave defense is fine they're fine d'antonio will pick his spots to help interject It's all there. Last piece and why I I say it's on those three. Kari and Joe and ideally Brian now get it. Mm -hmm. They get it. They get the thing that bothers you every day. It bothers you, the listener. It bothers us. You're not respected. Do not, do not for one second think that because there's some Reddit thread that they're going (laughs) through and saying, Hear all the respectful things to say about Michigan State to try and knock off this voodoo of disrespect. It's under false pretenses. It's a joke. It's tongue in cheek. And quite honestly, they do it because they don't. They think you're they think you're lesser than. It's part of it's part of who they are. And Joe and Kari, and I and I think Brian understand that. And explaining that to everyone, they think they're better than you. They do. The people you work with, they think they're better than you, and they're not. And you got to remind them, and you got to show them every day. And it's all there for you.
0: So go do it. If this is your opportunity. Yeah, I mean, you you nailed it. I mean, I, I think this team on the field, listen, Michigan's a tough opponent. We laid it out. This is a good team. This is probably the best team that... Harbaugh has had this is not the best team that Michigan State has had could it be if they were healthy maybe but it's not um that means very little when it comes to a game like this yeah we talked about at the beginning throw the cliches you know you can apply every cliche here um and on the field sure you're talking about you know the number 1 defense and the quarterback who was the number 1 recruit in the country and the high one of the highest paid coaches in the land and that's a lot to overcome sure a team that just walloped on a ranked team at home sounds intimidating michigan state has some stuff that michigan will never have they have that underdog mentality they have that chip they've won games against top 5 excuse me top 10 teams How many times in D'Antonio's tenure? Something like 10. This team specifically has done that in back-to-back years now. They know what it takes. Yeah, maybe they're banged up. Maybe they're not going to be able to run the ball effectively. That, to me, doesn't mean a whole lot. Come out. Play smart. Play disciplined. Play with more heart. And you can win this game. When it comes to X's and O's, again... Real quick, I think Michigan's offense very much plays into Michigan State's defensive hands. I really do. I have a hard time envisioning, again, Michigan putting up more than 21 points. And I even think it's very possible that Michigan State holds them below that. Other side, MSU's shown themselves capable of of explosive plays. You're going to have to make them. Felton Davis, that means you. You're going to need some other guys to be healthy. It's going to have to happen. There's no... If fans are butts about it, the team that they rolled out there offensively last week, it's not winning this week. It's just not. But we've seen crazy things happen. I don't think anything crazy has to happen for this to be a win. Finally, your boy, if you're still around, I will be in East Lansing this weekend. Uh, please hit me on Twitter. Would love to meet some of you in person uh, before or after the game. If this game goes a good way, we will be celebrating until very late in the evening. If it doesn't, I'll be somewhere drowning my sorrow. So very late in the evening. So,
1: and I will likely be barricaded <laughs> and I'm a game time decision. If I will be logged on or logged off to the twitter.com.
0: Yeah.
1: You won't hear much from me either. I love you. All. I'll see you on the other yes.
0: side guys. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Um, We're fired up. You guys should be fired up too. Uh, We will catch you guys next week. See ya.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com.